chapter number 3. The book of the Revelation, chapter number 3. I won't preach long tonight, but I would like to share with you a few thoughts that I feel like the Lord would have us to read this evening. We all know that in the book of the Revelation, some folks says it was a closed book, but it's not a closed book. It's, it's a very open book. It'll do you good if you read every word in your Bible tonight because every one of them's right and still real and relevant in this day. And this, my Bible ain't out of date tonight. Matter of fact, it's way ahead of what this old crazy world is doing tonight. And so the Lord wrote us a passage. We know that there were seven churches in the book of the Revelation, and then that great trumpet was going to sound. Boy, I'm looking for the sound tonight. We know that the Laodicean church was the last church age before Christ would return. It's a lukewarm church. They have need of nothing, but yet they, they didn't really realize they needed the Lord more now than we've ever needed Him before in all of our lives. I mean, we done got to a new level of crazy in this world. <clears throat> but tonight... I want us to notice something that he only said to one particular church. And I want you to notice what he had to say in Revelation 3. And I want to say something. I want to run and shout because I know that God has put this in my heart for tonight and for the great things that are ahead for this flock. Revelation 3, verse number 7, there the Bible says, and it does matter what the Bible says, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth and shutteth and No man openeth. Verse 8, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. No man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Let's pray together tonight. Father, we love you. We thank you for this special time this evening. I want to thank you for traveling safety today. And I want to thank you that the great hand of God has touched me and helped me to be here tonight. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my Bible. God, we want to thank you for America tonight that we still live in the greatest nation under your heaven this evening. We pray for the nation of Israel, your chosen people. But God, tonight we pray that you would help us now to stay true to the Word of God and use us to be a blessing here this week. We'll be careful to honor you and thank you. And God, I want to thank you for this family that got up and sang tonight. I want to thank you for their ministry And I want to thank you for your goodness and your grace. 
And in Jesus' name, I pray unto Ashton tonight. Help me to be a blessing. In Christ's name, I pray. Amen. And amen. I notice this church where the door was open. Well, wouldn't it be so sad to try to go to a place where the door wouldn't open? I was raised out in the country, and when a door got stuck, it's hard for things to go out, and it's hard for things to come in. But the Lord here, he's writing, and he said, I want to tell you something. I've set before you an open door. What a privilege to go to church in this day and this hour where the Lord would open a door. Some of you have been waiting a long time. Matter of fact, there's been people in churches all across America where the Lord never opened the door. But with this special group of people and this only group of people, God opened this door. Let's look at this group of people. First of all, look if you would, just a few verses this evening. If you look in verse number 7, you'll notice their assembly. And he addressed this to the angel of the church. That word angel, it means a messenger. I, I looked it up this evening over there where I'm staying. I got a computer. It's got thousands of books on it. And I, I've got this, uh, uh, this, uh, this uh, New Testament study that I can click on a word and it shows you what it means. This word angel or messenger, it means one receiving a word from another place and delivering it to a place. And so here the Lord, he wrote this letter and he addressed it to the angel of the church. We see this assembly, it's messenger. You know, every church needs a preacher. I'm glad you got a good preacher here tonight. I'm glad you got a preacher that ain't scared to preach. And as I have studied about this, this church with open door and its assembly and their messenger, I, I am reminded about the responsibility of the pastor. You'll notice that so goes the pastor, so goes the church. Now that's so true. I've been able to travel around some parts of this country preaching for several years. And if you've got a quiet preacher, you're going to have a quiet church. If you've got a squalling preacher, you're going to have a squalling church. I, I'm glad there's some Kleenex boxes sitting around. It scares me when I go in churches and it ain't no place where nobody wipes their tears no more. Boy, you walk in Liberty Baptist Church. Now, I'm a squall baby. I cry a drop of a hat. I, they, there's Kleenex boxes everywhere, on the altar, they everywhere. You say, why? Because if there's ever been a crying time, it is tonight. Our nation is in shambles, and our churches are bound down, and the men of God are challenged to preach. But I come to tell you tonight that preaching's still right in this day, in this house. God has never run a church by a committee. God has always run the church by his under-shepherd. He's the great shepherd. 
Well, it's quiet in Georgia with that too, but it don't matter. It's still right. I want you to see about this messenger. Look in the book of Hebrews. And my doctor told me not to get excited, and I done got excited. I want you to notice what your Bible says, because it does matter what your Bible says. Look in Hebrews 13, simply about this assembly and their messenger. Well, what about my preacher, preacher? What about him? Well, I want to tell you what he's got to do one day that some of you don't realize. I want to tell you what I've got to do as pastor at Liberty Baptist Church. I've got to stand before God and give an account of what I allowed to happen at that assembly. The Bible said in Hebrews 13, 7, remember them. That means be good to them. Remember them which have the rule over you, who's spoken unto you the word of God, who's faithfuler. Consider the end of their conversation. Verse 17, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls. Here's a big verse, as they must give an account. They may do it with joy and not with grief that is unprofitable for you. A lot of times you might not understand why your preacher makes that decision. But you know something? A God-called pastor don't even get to make his own decisions for the flock. He's got to mind the Lord because you know the Lord knows what we need tonight. We're just a mailboy. We're just the under-shepherd, but somebody's got to bring the mail. Some of y'all, you know, sometimes you don't like what your preacher preaches. Some of y'all would look so silly if you run out there at the mailbox and you're standing there. And I got mail carriers in our church. I got postmasters. And wouldn't that be something if we were sitting out there with our sleeves rolled up at the mailbox and come up and the mail, <laughs> the mail person said, what you doing? said, I don't like what you putting in my mailbox. Well, hey, they didn't send it. They just delivered it. Don't get mad at you, preacher. Be glad you got a man of God that'll tell you what heaven's a saying tonight. Shake your little baby's head up and down tonight. Now, that's right preaching. He addressed it to that messenger, that angel of the church. And so may God help all of us pastors to mind the Lord, be good to people. We're not dictators. We just certainly have to mind the Lord. And boy, I tell you what, every place I've ever been where people will let their pastor be the pastor, it is so wonderful to go to church there. And so the church where the door opened, the assembly, we see the messenger, but then secondly we see the members, the Bible said, unto the church. Boy, aren't we blessed people tonight, the angel of the church in Philadelphia, right? Not only the messenger, but the members. The church is the called out ones. You know, it is such a blessing to be amongst the people of God. Called out from, from this old world. I heard an old mean-spirited preacher a few years ago. He, he's mad at everybody. He's saved and he's mad he's saved. He's called to preach. He's mad he's called to preach. He said, I don't need people. I said, oh, Lord, I do. I was in the hospital a few Weeks ago, Sunday morning, they had it on the computer. I always sat over there at a chair. And uh, so my sister pastor got up and he said, Y'all see that chair over there? It's empty this morning. 
our preachers in the hospital and I want us to gather over there and go to that chair and pray around that chair. And I, and I had a nurse, and I said, baby, let me show you something. And I, I opened that thing up, and boy, they, they began to crawl over there at that chair, and the whole altar filled up. And I want to say, I thank God for God's people that love his children and will love one another. Boy, there I was with them bags on me, and that nurse sitting there trying to give me a shot. She's a squalling and a wiping tears. I said, praise God. Let's go to church up here in the hospital this way. I thank God for the church, the blood-washed band, the called-out ones that's bought by blood of Calvary. Thank God for the church tonight. Thank God for the church Young people, right now, you may think you don't need the church, but it's going to come a day and an hour when you're going to go in them low places and you're going to need somebody to help you in your life. Oh, my, the place where the door opened. Wouldn't it be so sad, and many people are, they going to a church where the doors are locked. People are standing on it. And, and I can, most of the time when I go in them churches, I know where the door's locked because it smells like a funeral home. Yeah. <laughs> smells like formaldehyde. Is that a word? <laughs> smells like dead stuff. But boy, ain't you glad you can go to church with a door open and let some fresh air in and some things out and in. And, oh, we need to go to church and mind the Lord in this day and this hour. So we see this assembly. We see this messenger. We see the members. Then we... Notice they mention they're called Philadelphia. You know what that means, brotherly love. We ought to love one another. Jesus said, they'll know you're my disciples, not about how big your church gets, not how many buses you run, no matter how many songs you sing. But he said, they'll know you're my disciples if you have love one to another. Now, I've got a whole outline, but I'm fixing a chunk of it, and this is what I'm fixing to say, and I'm done preaching. If this door that God has got set to be open, I want to just challenge your heart a minute and say this. If the door will open, that means some things can come in and some things can go out. What do we need to bring in tonight? I want to say, first of all, we need to bring in the Savior. You'll notice in that Laodicean church, he said in Revelation 3 and verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into him and will sit with him and, and he with me. I, I realize he's talking about that to the sinner, but let me ask you this tonight. Isn't it so sad some places that the door is locked and the Lord's a knocking wanting to get in? Boy, isn't that so sad that people have to go to church 
for the Savior is not even welcome. Wouldn't that be pitiful? A lot of times people, now Brother Bradley, I'm a lot like you. I'm sure uh, many of us pastor similar ways, but a lot of times our people say, when a preacher, we having a baptism, and uh, so-and-so's getting baptized, we're going to go see them get baptized. You know what I say? Well, go right ahead. You, you You need to support them. And ain't that right? Shake a little baby's head up and down. But I love it when they come back. They say, Lordy mercy. Y'all ever say that in the mountains, Lordy mercy? And we, they say, you know, it is amazing what we got where we go to church. And you know, when the doors open, it's a blessing that somebody can come in. And oh, how we need the Savior in. We had a family come to Liberty Baptist Church and so they're older folks. They're, they done got past me, so they are older. Somebody say amen. And they said, you know, something we've never experienced in church. We've never experienced a preacher that'll just get up and say, grab your Bibles, it's preaching time this morning. We've never experienced a church where we'll just start singing and the Lord will go to move and people go to respond and, and the preacher don't even preach that morning. said, it's so wonderful to go to church where the Lord is. I'm glad I can go to church where the Lord is in this day, in this hour. Oh, we need to let the Savior in. Number two, we need to let the Spirit in. Yesterday we started and now, y'all, if you walk in our church, you'd think it's the first Presbyterian. I mean, <laughs> and let me tell you, I love y'all's building. First time I asked him who laid these, I love old-timey rock work. I've got an old hand-hewn cabin built in the 1830s on our property. I love old stuff. I love this kind of stuff. But if you walked in our church, you would think, my goodness, these are the most dignified people. Sunday morning, I'd got up, and of course, I hadn't preached in a couple of weeks, and I got up, and Brother Rick and Brother Kenneth, I had a few things on my heart, but nothing really burning, you know, nothing really burning like tonight. And so, the choir sung, it was, it was all right. It was old songs. It wasn't contemporary. Somebody say amen. It was old stuff. I like old singing. I got ready to to give my text and open my Bible. And there's a fellow there. He said, hey, preacher, could I say something? Yeah. I said, please do. And y'all, he throwed his hands up. He had a stroke two weeks ago. He's in the same hospital I was. And, hey, they, get, they put them lines in me, you know, them feeder tubes. And I heard he is in the hospital down there Saturday night. And I told that nurse, I said, I got a member in the hospital. Can I go see him? She said, well, you got these IVs on you. He said, uh, but we'll put wheels on this thing and roll it down the hall. So there I go down the hall. Let's go see this church member. One of the greatest men. I walked by the head nurse. She said, where are you going? I said, not home, but I wish I was going home. <laughs> Boy, I walked into his room and he threw his little hands up. He said, preacher, I love you and I've been a praying for you. Yeah. 
this man will pray for me. He'll pray for me nearly every day of my life. I walk in these motels, my phone ring. This man saying, Pastor, I want you to know I'm a praying for you tonight. Well, he walked in that church, been out for three weeks Sunday morning. He said, Preacher, I just want to say something. I want to raise my hands toward God, and I just want to praise him. And man, the Holy Ghost fell on that place, and people began to worship, and the visitors looked like some of y'all tonight. Yeah. Oh, we need to welcome the Spirit. We're not charismatic. We're saved. The Holy Ghost lives in us, and He can only do a work that the Holy Ghost can do. And if it's ever been a day that the Spirit of God needs to be in our churches, it is today. You'll not get saved without the Spirit of God. Your babies can't get saved unless the Holy Ghost deals with their heart. Oh, how we need the Spirit of God. I love it when the Spirit of God just comes amongst us real good. I pastor some of them old big tough rednecks on the edge of Alabama, and you know, they, they mad at everybody, but when the Holy Ghost comes in, they'll start weeping. <laughs> and brother, they'll come up and go to hugging on me. I say, look, don't squeeze on me that hard. Just, just cry on me. Don't squeeze on me hard. Oh, how we need the Spirit. I want to say this tonight. Not only do we need the Savior to come in, not only do we need the Spirit to be welcome to come in, but we need the sinner to come in. You know why our independent, fundamental Baptist churches are dying? You listen to me real good tonight. Because we become judge and jury. I believe in standards. I believe in doing right the best I can. But you listen to me and you hear this old country preacher real good. Jesus come to save sinners. People get out of the car and this thing about it with an open door is what the Lord told me to warn you about. Some of them ain't going to look like you. Some of them ain't going to smell like you. Some of them ain't even going to act like you. Some of you ain't even going to talk like you. I don't understand some of y'all sometimes. But the Lord died for every one of them. Sinner tonight, I don't care what you've done or how long you've been doing it. The blood of Jesus can wash you clean today. We're saved by grace through faith. I believe in being good to people. I believe in welcoming people. I go to some churches and preach, and they look at me, and they say, like, what you doing here? I wonder that myself. (laughs) You ought to stick your hand out. Welcome people and love on people. You see, all through this Bible, Jesus never cleaned their fish till he caught it. And you better understand when you get saved, then God will do that work and let God be God. And when that door is open, 
let the sinners come in, hear the preaching, hear the singing. Let them see that we make mistakes, but we ask God to forgive us and get up and keep carrying on for the honor and the glory of God. Judge not that you be not judged. A lot of times people come to the altar and folks say, well, they just getting what they deserve. Let me ask y'all something. What we deserve. Then we ought to have the doors open for the saints. This tickles me about people. Now, I pastor a good-sized church like this. And people, when you got the when the when God opens the door, it may be some people come in that you really don't want to cook hamburgers with. But we're to love them. You hear me, and we're to love one another. And when we get to heaven, it's going to fix it all. When the doors open, some things come in. Then lastly, there's some things that'll go out. I wonder, would you be willing to go out tonight? Tell people that Jesus saved. Mark 15, he said, go into all the world, preach the gospel. To every creature, when, you, when you're pumping gas, tell them about Jesus. Look for every opportunity down to Piggly Wiggly. Y'all ain't got one of them, but you got an angles. Tell them about Jesus, willing to go out. And then you need to be willing to carry out. Say, what do you mean? Well, that door open let some things out. Oh, how we need to carry some things out into our communities and our workplace. Look at all the young people here tonight. Now, y'all think about this just a minute. I was with Pepsi nearly 25 years. I was in marketing. Man, I'd been through every school in the country. I taught salesmen. I mean, I, I, I mean I'm telling you what, I had a sales team. was unbelievable. And we talked about this with contacts. I want to ask y'all something with the young people. I wonder how many contacts y'all have got on this mountain tonight. I wonder what would happen if you was to just call one of them Saturday and say, I wish you'd come and I'll meet you to church. Love to sit with you. Just come and just enjoy our service. Yeah. Well, preacher, what if they hang up on me? You never know. They may be here and get saved Sunday morning. See, things will come in and things will go out. Would you carry out some things for Christ? Would you put yourself to the side and be willing to be used by the Lord Jesus? It's amazing that the contacts that you have. And I want to say this tonight in closing. In our community... If there was a little child that went missing or lost from a camping trip, did you know that we'd crank every four-wheeler in the country, we'd crank every side-by-side, and we would search all night and all day till we found that little and that's gone? Well, shouldn't that burden us about our lost loved ones that are lost tonight? I'm afraid we've got so hardened. And think, well, you know, preacher, all my young ones are saved and my family. Well, 
What about your neighbor's family? What about them folks that nobody else will ask to come to their church because they can't dress nice enough? They don't drive something good enough and they might not smell nice enough. You know, we don't need to be old typical Baptists and just stand off from everybody and put a cold show. It's amazing what you'll do if you just stick your hand out and say, how y'all doing? Y'all watch this at the red light and burn for somebody sitting there and looking at you at the red light and you just say, watch what they do. Could we get some music tonight, Brother Bradley? I don't know what you want. If you want the Marsons or your piano player, but I want to close with this. You see, where the door is open, what a great opportunity that this church experienced. I would like to say that, and I could just go on and on. It's so easy to preach, but I've been able to attend a church a long time where the Lord opened the door. He said, no man can close it, no man can shut it. He said, I'll open it. Concord. I wonder what the Lord's wanting to do with you. I love to shoot targets. I some of you don't like that, but that's my therapy. I love shoot shotgun. I shoot one day, and a man come up to me. He said, what time your church start? I said, 11. He said, okay. In he come, his wife. Raised the Methodist all his life. I seen him looking at me, Brother Bradley. Turn his head. Come back next Sunday. Well, the next Sunday, I wish y'all could have seen this. All the way on the back, talking about people coming in now when the door's open. He started out all the way by himself. And he walked down the aisle and he fell on his knees. And this is what he'd done. Never seen a man do this. He throwed both hands up toward the ceiling and he cried and he said, God, I need you. I ask you to forgive me. Save me. Old Dan, 75. He walked back out there. He sat down. He come with me the next time. He said, Preacher, I never knowed what kind of peace I could have in my soul. Old Dan was there uh, Sunday. Brother Bradley, I, I love to go around and see everybody, every family. I don't care if we start at 1130. I don't care. My bunch ain't coming in 1115, no way. I'm just glad they got there. I couldn't go around every pew. My look, here, come on, Dan. He said, I love you, preacher, and I've been, I've been praying for you. You turn around, walk back. You say, why do you say that? Because I get to go to church where the doors open. You ought to thank God you can go to church where folks ain't standing in the door and got it locked and it's not frozen around the edges. You ought to thank God for what you got tonight. Our sister's going to play. I want to open this altar. I want to ask her, what could you go out and do?
Who could you contact? What could you do for the cause of Christ? What could you do for this church? I tell you one thing you could do. You could encourage your preacher. When you have church, show up at church. Love you, preacher. Love one another. Encourage one another. Me and Brother Rick Woody, we won one of my best friends. I said, Brother Rick, and mountain people, they're different than flatland people. They don't hug and cry as much as we do. I was up here preaching one time for Brother Jimbo first. I said, Brother Jimbo, these people don't like me. He said, oh, they like you. Just, just, they, just ain't, they just ain't used to you. Just settle down. They like you. I said, some of y'all don't hug. You need to learn to hug. Some of you don't cry. You need to learn to shed a few tears. Jesus loves us. And I want to do all I can do. You young people, I wonder what you could do since these doors are open. You come tonight. Ask the Lord whatever you need. You may need to go to somebody. Why can't we have a little revival on a Monday night? Just mind the Lord and welcome the Spirit into where we go to church. We need God. You mind him while we play tonight. I'm done preaching. Preacher, you come. Whatever you need tonight, would you come? Lord, Lord, help us tonight. I bless you, and I need you so much. Help us tonight. Folks are moving. You come. You come. He preached to us tonight, church. He said, I can do some